Hello sacred souls and welcome to My Sacred Return, the podcast. I'm Liz and I created this space to help you connect with experiences that let you know you're understood. Whether you're struggling to juggle the weights of the world, feel like childhood wounds are still holding you back or just want to peek into the life of someone doing the work, I'm pretty sure that I have something for you here. So let's talk. Hello my sacred souls and welcome back to another bonus episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. To all of those who are coming back, thank you so much for rocking with me and for everyone who is new here, welcome, I'm Liz and this is episode number 30. Now before we even get into the episode, let me just pause on the fact that this is episode 30. I wanted to start a podcast for the longest time and I'm talking like since I was, I can't even remember how old I was, but before anyone was really listening to podcasts, I was listening to podcasts wanting to have my own. To think that we're now on episode 30 is bizarre for me. I actually thought I was going to do 30 episodes and then that was going to be like the end of a first season. I'll take a break, see how it worked and then I will start another one. Now we're at 30 episodes. I don't think we're stopping first season at 30 episodes. So I'll figure that out. Maybe I'll do to 40 or I could just continuously keep going. Um, so let me know what you think but so far so good it feels good and uh, definitely as I was coming up to 30 I was like no this is not things have been different than what I expected I expected to do one episode every week maybe a few people would tune in and just get myself comfortable now it ended up that I do one episode every Wednesday and then I do an episode fortnightly on Saturdays the bonus episodes aka today's episode and more people than I expected listen from more countries around the world listen and it just continues to grow so I am overwhelmed extremely grateful and enjoying the journey so while I'm enjoying it I feel like let's keep going because side note another life update I have decided that I am absolutely in my receiving season right now and I have no care in the world to do anything but receive and make my podcast like that is the season I'm in right now I got my life into a situation at the moment where I actually can do that where I can just rest and I'm such a busybody that even in my rest I'm like okay so because I'm resting now I'm gonna read 10 books in the space of two weeks or because I'm resting now I'm gonna make something else or I'm gonna do this for clients and all that sort of stuff And I'm like, actually, no, I'm going to take a real break from goals and all of those things. And I'm just going to receive and I'm going to see what God does for me. And I'm going to see, you know, what I'm blessed with. And I'm just going to relax because I want to and I deserve to. And so for anyone who's feeling like they want to just relax in an area and they, they have the space to do so, do it. I know some people have different responsibilities in terms of like parenting and things like that but if you are in a position where you can cut down your hours at work for a bit you can take some annual leave if you have your own business you could pause it for a little bit and you know that you can still like you know make ends meet do it if 
I mean, it's the summer holidays now, so if there's any chance, if you are co-parenting and there's any chance that your co-parent can have your child for an extra week, for example, because you need some alone time to kind of just figure out what you're doing and who you are, ask for it. Whatever it is, just see. It's better to see than to not and think, oh God, I'm just, you know, I've got to figure all this out. I am the first person to put on my logical head and make sure everything's done and then rest afterwards. But rest is not an afterthought. It should be the priority. So I'm in my receiving season. I feel like I've given out so much in this world in my whole entire lifetime that if energy is currency, then right now I have earned millions, billions I've earned mansions, I've earned yachts, I've earned vacays every weekend. Like all of the things that I want and see for myself, I've absolutely earned them. So what I'm going to do is chill and receive and just make this podcast for the foreseeable future while everything else is being taken care of and we'll see how that goes. So that's my little life update. I'll let you know how it goes and see how long I can last because already today I wanted to go and tick off my to-do list and I had to delete it otherwise I would be in the gym right now. So um, that's my update but anyway this week's bonus episode... I wanted to talk about a show that I have been watching. I binge watched all three seasons and I'm so up to date now. A show called I Love a Mama's Boy on TLC. And I thought it was fitting because I have a couple of emails that I want to read. I'm going to read two emails in this episode. And they are about mother enmeshed men. And so I thought it'd be perfect to talk about I Love a Mama's Boy and mother enmeshed men at the same time. First, we're going to start with I Love a Mama's Boy. Now, if you watch I Love a Mama's Boy already and you um, aren't up to date, you might want to pause this. Otherwise, for the most part, I'm not going to mention anything that you would have missed, to be fair. If you don't watch it, and I did a poll on Instagram on, what day did I do it? Thursday or Wednesday? I did a poll on Instagram and I was asking if anyone has watched it and none of my Instagram family have watched it. So if you haven't watched it, I'll only mention a few names. There are so many different couples in the seasons. So I'll only mention a few names to share their stories. However, it's still worth watching because the situations I'm going to express is not even touching the surface of what goes on in that show. So please still watch it. And if you're one of those who can't know absolutely anything about a show before you watch it, then you might want to just pass on this episode until you do. But anyway, let's get into it. I never knew anything about this show apart from a little clip that I saw probably years ago surfacing of a mom called Lila and a son called Shakib and his girlfriend, Emily. It was basically of the girlfriend turning up to the mum's house on her birthday to give her, like, you know, a present, and the mum was just so rude. She was like, I don't want anything from her. If she gave me this cake, I don't want to eat it. She's probably poisoned it. Like, get her out of here. Why is she here? She's ruining my birthday. So I'd seen that, and I was like, oh my God, what on earth? She's awful, but I never watched the show. I never really knew what the show was called. I just saw that clip on social media and I thought, oh God. But then recently I was doing some case studies about mother enmeshed men. And then I came across I Love a Mama's Boy clip again. And I was like, 
that's the same lady that I saw before. Wait, hold on. Is this a whole show? So I found it and then I binged three seasons and I was gobsmacked. As someone who understands enmeshment, parent-child enmeshment, covert incest, there are still so many people who don't share their stories. So I'm in a great position in terms of being able to understand from the inside out one I have personal experience and two I have people that come to me clients and also people who aren't clients but who just heard of me and come to me to speak about these things so I have a lot of people sharing their stories with me so I have this wider scope than maybe someone who doesn't understand any of this however watching that is perfect for anyone who has no idea that mother-son enmeshment is a real thing or you think someone's being dramatic when they're expressing it or if you've had the experience and people around you don't really get it and you start to feel like you're crazy I Love a Mama's Boy is perfect because it shows just how not crazy you are. So the first mother-son dynamic I want to speak about is the dynamic between a guy called Matt and his mom. Oh God, what is her name? Kelly. Kelly is the mom. And in earlier seasons, he was engaged and in a relationship with a woman named Kim. Now, from the very beginning... I thought, okay, this mum is really, really, really enmeshed with her son and very narcissistic. She was completely involved in the relationship between him and his fiancé at the time. They would do things to exclude her, so they would have like tea time or sleepy time tea, they called it. And this is a grown man and his grown mum who is married herself, by the way. They would sit and have this sleepy time tea on the evening and, you know, sit and basically gossip. Their relationship was so strange. It was like the intimacy between them, the play fighting and things like that. You would think they're in a relationship. Everywhere they went, and what I love about the show as well is that if they go places, like for example, if a mother and son go to like a spa or they go shopping or anything throughout the season, the camera also asks the people who interact with them, so the people who serve them, the people who have, you know, been the masseuse, etc., like what they think of the dynamic. Most of them are like, I've never seen, I've seen like a couple like this, but not a mother and son. Like they're very honest, like this is weird. And with Matt and his mom, everyone that comes across them from the outside is like, this is freaking strange. And what is highlighted also, because the mum is married and still with the father, you get to see that part because I've spoken about it before in um, other episodes about covert incest enmeshment where there is this shadow parent who is kind of like passive and let things go because it eases them from having to deal with the overbearing parent. The father in this one, when there are things happening, he literally said at one point to his son, like, when you have that conversation with your mom, and it was about the son potentially moving because his girlfriend was moving for work, just the idea of like what that would be. The father was like, let me know when you're going to have that conversation so I can make sure that I'm out. And this is exactly what happens in these dynamics. Yes, it is higher and more likely to happen in single parent households. But when there are both parents in a relationship together, 
if there is one parent who is enmeshed with the child and another parent is still involved in this marriage with them, they can be passive because it means they don't have to deal with the burden of their spouse, which is so unfair for a child to have to deal with. But um, yeah, that's been their dynamic. And so the son and the mom are like, I was going to use a phrase that I'm like, I can't use that phrase. Um, <laughs> because it's going to blow up, but like a butt to a bench, let me say it like that, like a butt to a bench, they're glued to each other, and the mum was allowed to disrespect the fiancé, they were building a house in the parents' back garden, and like everything that the fiancé wanted, the mum went against it, like she was having a room in their house, think about this, you are building a house on your mother's back garden and you're giving your mother a spare room. Why? It's in her back garden. She can walk a few steps back into her house. Like, it's it, it's weird. And this is what happens with mothers and enmeshment. So many boundaries are crossed and there is someone who gets absolutely disrespected whilst this dynamic is going on, which is the fiancé. And so the fiancé went through so much of this and eventually she went to work somewhere else and just the freedom made her realise this is not for me anymore. And how nasty the the sun turned, it was perfect to encapsulate how hereditary narcissism can be. The mother is clearly a narcissist. The son, when looking at it, especially with seeing his mum, you can see where he's a victim of her enmeshment However, he has got to a point where the enmeshed relationship with his mother has actually helped him get through life without having to be accountable for anything. Whenever there was a disagreement with his partner, he teamed up with his mum to bully her, got away with everything. And so you saw his nasty character come out because he couldn't contain or control what was within him. And he is very much a narcissist. He, when I look at both of them, they both scare me in the eyes because I'm like, I've seen that energy that you embody, that energy is in the eyes. And in the newer season, he was dating again. So the relationship broke down. He showed his true colors. He was nasty, but she was just like, I'm finally done with this. I'm free. He got into a new relationship and his mum decided that she was going to be even nastier to the new girl to see, um, to make sure she didn't break their relationship. Because her thing was, I come first, anyone that you get in a relationship with, they come second. So they need to know their place. But luckily, this new girl had more of, um, she had more of a backbone coming into the situation. I'm not going to say that Kim, the woman he was with first, didn't have a backbone. I think she probably got into a relationship with him at a point where she didn't realise how enmeshed he was with his mother. But as he grew older and there were certain things, it was very evident. You know, you can see people, and this is something that tricks people. Everyone speaks of like a mum and a son having a good relationship or a father and a daughter having a good relationship as this amazing thing because then you assume they don't have mummy issues or daddy issues so they'll be easy to have a relationship with so meeting someone meeting a man who has a good relationship with his mum and speaks highly of her could seem very like oh this is amazing he respects women he's gonna take care of me if we have daughters he could be a good father because he has a strong relationship with a woman however that's the trick because in some of these dynamics, they really have this secret Bates Motel hatred for their mother because of how she's basically suffocated them. But also at the same time, they love 
so much the benefits that come with that suffocation that protects them from accountability in this world, the whole enabling. With that being said, when it comes to these dynamics and meeting people like that, it's easier to kind of get blindsided in the earlier stages when you think, oh, this is cute, this is nice. But as that person gets older in life and there are certain decisions they're supposed to be able to make for themselves that they can't without the permission of their mother, that's when it's like, wait, hold on, this is a bit this is a bit intense. And I think because he went through that whole dynamic with Kim before and she finally got out and saw, okay, you're not actually growing up, the new woman that got in a relationship with him was meeting him at a stage where he was supposed to be able to emancipate himself and she could clearly see that he couldn't and he put her in positions to be bullied very early on in their dynamic. So she was like, mm, pause, no. And the way he reacted to it, like the tantrum he threw because his mum wasn't with him at one point to be able to defend, he even said like, I'm gonna call my mum and bring her here. Like it is bizarre, but this is the reality of it. We see these things and we can make excuses, but ultimately it is, yes, it is very abusive for a mother to enmesh herself with her son, absolutely, but we have to also be aware that although the son is a victim of his mother's abuse, if you are being victimised then by the son, that's still no situation or dynamic or relationship for you to be in, it's time for you to be free to step out of his shadows and release yourself from that dynamic he's benefiting at this moment in time in his mind he feels like he's benefiting from the dynamic with his mom now of course we know he's not because we know that it's not healthy but until he's given that the space alone maybe with his mom to figure that out then he won't know and also if he doesn't ever come to that awareness that the relationship with his mum is unhealthy it's better for him to then just stay in the dynamic with his mum than to be in the space of a woman who wants you know someone who's going to prioritize her that's basically Matt and Kelly it just just really stood out to me because their relationship is very like close and touchy-feely and they're best friends and they do everything together and whenever he was dating his fiance like he would just prioritise his mum and leave her out. So, like, he'd feed his mum or, like, get her flowers and different things. And then whenever Kelly would be like, oh, why don't you, like, you know, compliment me? Or it'd be nice if I got something. He'd be like, why do, why do you think that you deserve what mum's getting? Like, the way he would speak about his mum, oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies when I think about it because he's not a very nice person. And hopefully he, you know, heals one day and the mum heals one day, but... We can't sit around waiting on hope. So yeah, that was them. Another couple that I wanted to speak about, I'm calling them a couple and they're not even a couple, they're parent and child. Lila, the woman I mentioned in the beginning, Lila and her son Shakib and his partner Emily. Now this situation is different for me and I'm in two minds, having all of the knowledge and the awareness, the personal experience, the studies, everything, this is where I get a little bit in muddy waters, because initially, Lila looked like the bad guy, she was very rude when it came to Emily, but she kept saying she didn't like her, she didn't like her energy, like she just was talking about she didn't like her, she didn't like her energy, she didn't think she was good for her son, now, This is where it gets tricky because a lot of the things that she said about her in the beginning 
although she didn't actually know her well enough to to know these things on a level to have proof, they have now come to pass. You can see now where Emily, when it comes to things with like money and things and just like her materialism and how controlling she can actually be in the relationship, you can see a lot of the things that Lila was saying beforehand. So then it's there's two sides to look at it. You can say that Lila pushed her that way. The relationship that he had with his mom pushed her to this point of basically losing herself. Or you can say that's who she always was and a mother's intuition is right. Now, I'm in a space right now where I haven't 100% decided what side of those things I'm on. I can see truth in both. I definitely think that the way that the mum was in the dynamic was never fair to Emily. No one should ever be treated like that. And she definitely does have an unhealthy, enmeshed relationship with her son. She also was very um, narcissistic when it came to her son. Never going to negate that. Just different things of like she would try to tell him to come with her and like don't go with your girlfriend. Like she just would be very controlling and do really sly, sneaky stuff. However, the girlfriend was also very controlling. So the dynamic felt more like a power trip. It didn't feel like she wanted the best for him. And I think this is where we can get confused because when it comes to being in a relationship with someone who has an overbearing parent or a mother who's like, you know, enmeshing, we're speaking about mothers in this episode, they will do everything they can to make you seem like the bad guy. So they will speak of you as if, you know, you only want to take them away from them, you're trying to control them, etc. But if you know your intentions are pure, that when they're with you in the relationship, you support their dreams and helping them grow, not micromanaging them just so you can benefit, you're thinking about what would be healthiest for them, then you can be like, okay, this is where I know and I'm firm in my truth, I am not that person that the mother speaks of. However, if you are just deciding, instead of them giving their mom gifts, I want them to give me gifts. Instead of them, you know, paying for family vacations I want them to pay for vacations for me if you're just thinking about what you can gain and not what is going to make them feel emancipated and more free and happy within themselves then that's a sign that you are doing exactly the same kind of thing as their parent has done to them you just think it's acceptable because you're in a relationship so you have to really look at yourself and check yourself and see Am I actually showing up as a healthy person for this individual? Am I in relationship with them for the right reasons? Because if you're not, then you are just as toxic for them as their parent is. But if you know that you're doing the best that you can, then you can separate yourself and say, okay, I'm not who they say I am. Because sometimes we can accept people's projections because we haven't actually looked within ourselves to understand that those protections do not belong to us. I know there have been so many times where people have said things about me and I've taken them in and thought, oh my god, I'm awful, I'm awful, I'm awful. And then five years down the line, I've w- woken up and said, hold on, I never did anything like that. I would never do anything like that. I'm not even that type of person. But because you're caught up in the whirlwind of everything moving so fast paced and you don't take the time to sit down and actually look at yourself and be like who am I who are they speaking about you won't realize that it has nothing to do with you so I think it's important to be able to discern and just take a pause in any of these dynamics if you're dating someone 
and there's enmeshment with their parent or their family are calling you these names and saying you're evil and they don't like you etc like really sit down and think what are my intentions for this person and if you can't 100% say that your intentions for them are from the purest part of you you might want to step back And if you know your intentions are from the purest part of you and you're being mistreated, you also might want to step back if your partner is allowing them to treat you that way. So that was just like, I was sitting watching it. There's so many things I could say, but I don't want to give away like every little thing that happens in the show. If anyone wants to watch it and then wants to talk to me about it, my DMs are open. We can have a conversation. We can even send voice notes because that show is something that needs to be talked about I keep telling my family like watch it watch it but yeah there there were so many different things I saw in that show it was like like sons not answering their phone to their fiancés because they're with their mom and then when they're with their fiancé as soon as their mom calls they answer and they they disappear it's like there's so much pushed out into this world and I know for me coming from a black background um I know definitely in black culture there is this whole like keep things in-house keep things in-house especially when it comes to like seeking help and therapies if you look at like stereotypes and things like that black people are more or less likely to seek help therapies and things than other races but now more people are starting to seek and get help and speak out and things but there is still this culture of like shh don't say that like if I look on tiktok um that's where I see a lot of people sharing like you know talking about their stories and just standing up for themselves and I came across one not long ago actually where there was a girl expressing about um her relationship with her mum and how her mum had just been abusive not nice but she still was longing for a relationship and how her birthday came along and her mum didn't wish her like a happy birthday and just understanding like this is the dynamic that she's in and that she's just working on freeing herself from And there was a guy and he was like, I just don't like when, you know, black people are out here disrespecting their parents. Like, where do you do that? And I was like, um, he was like, what part of the story is that? I'm like, it's the part where we free ourselves. Like, you know, where we actually emancipate ourselves and stop hiding and suffering in silence to keep up this image of a healthy family when that's not the case at all. It's that part where we can actually do what we want now because it's abusive to live in those environments. And so I think, yeah, it's been a thing where it isn't spoken about as much as it should be spoken about. But watching on TV and these shows where these ideas have been ingrained so much in us that we will settle for situations we shouldn't. So, for example, back to that whole thing, there was like a black couple and... It was reinstated constantly, kind of like, you know, me looking after my mom is good, you know, a man that looks after his mom, like, it's a good thing, which definitely in black culture, like, looking after your parents is, like, this big hyper-focus, right? Even if your parents beat you, abused you physically, sexually, mentally, look after your parents, take care of your parents, don't you dare put your parents in a care home. Like, these things are very much pushed within the community so I watched a woman trying to stand up for herself and say like we're supposed to have this relationship your mum can't be so involved end up letting the mum live in her house knowing that the mum didn't respect her at all and her relationship but ended up letting her live in her house because oh it's a good thing for him to be taking care of his mum 
And it wasn't as if his mum couldn't actually take care of herself. It wasn't even anything like that. She could. Um, but it was just that mental manipulation and just watching her and how that was ingrained in her head play out. And it was so sad to see. So I'm like, okay, this has been great for research, great for um, case studies, but also just great for like conversation to talk about. Like, yeah, you're not crazy if you're in a situation and you're feeling like, hmm, this feels weird. It means you're not supposed to be in it anymore. If it feels weird and this is your intimate relationship, it means you need to step back and pull yourself back, pull your energy back. Now, that can look like so many different things, but even if you're going to be in the relationship again, even if you want it to work, you still need to pull away enough to be able to take some time to yourself and think, what is best for me? If you are constantly trying to force the person to see you, and they're choosing to just put their energy into their mum and dismiss you. Who's giving you energy? You know, who's giving you energy? And this is the, like the cycle of enmeshment, right? When a child is enmeshed with their parent, the parent makes the child give them emotional support. And then no one is given emotional support to the child. Now, in enmeshed relationships, if you're in a relationship with someone who is enmeshed with their mother, you are seeking emotional support from your par- partner, sorry. But because they can only give it to their parent, no one's giving it to you. You are now in this victim space that they were in as a child. And then it just continues to mold you away from yourself where it's this chasing game chasing the approval, chasing the love, chasing the acceptance from someone who is just not willing to do it for you. There's so much I could say about the show, like sons calling their mom sexy, moms and sons flirting with each other and telling, you know, the fiancés or the girlfriends like, oh, this is just normal. There's one actually, before I go to answering emails, there is one actually where there was a mom who was sitting with the fiancé and she was basically telling her like, um, the, the fiance was saying I'm uncomfortable that you and your son have this dynamic where like he's allowed to call you sexy and you're flirting with him and stuff and the mum basically said well one maybe if you please my son more you know in the bedroom he'll call you all of those things which was already very strange but then she also highlighted the fact that she grew up with a relationship like this with her dad and then she's had all boys and so she knows how to please them and straight away I started to get this like mayday 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 in my head because I was like ah this is where the cycle continues the enmeshment dynamic that comes from one parent and goes to their child that child then has children goes to their child and it continues I know for me in my dynamic I definitely feel like there was like enabling and enmeshment from like my grandparent to my dad and I love her rest in peace because she passed this year um love her but she was so like wanted to just make sure everything was kind of like okay that a lot was definitely like I definitely feel like my dad and my aunts and uncles got away with more than they definitely should have and so as a result then that enmeshed dynamic my dad would just seek his approval from his mom and then I was supposed to meet his needs so then that's how that pattern went on if I didn't learn this now I would have passed this on to my child I would have had a child and been like oh my god you're my world you're my life and made them live out the life that I wanted to live as a child that I should have lived even if it's not what is the healthiest for them because that would have been all I knew emancipating yourself releasing yourself from that although it's freeing it's still a lot of 
you feel like you're losing yourself and I've been through that over and over and over again where I feel like I'm losing myself but it's not losing me it's losing attachment to this weird dynamic of how things were and should never have been those enmeshed relationships with a parent they rid you of your own identity really and then you have to figure out what it is and the the tricky part is that you will show up throughout your experience. No matter how silenced you've been, parts of you will show up throughout your experience. So it's about going back and finding out which pieces are you that existed and picking them out of all of the things that weren't you. I think that's the toughest bit because you can, some people think, and I did this at first, think just forget all of the past and be like, all of that is not me and then keep moving forward but what you do when you do that and you start to realize wait there are some things that are me and if I just attach them to that experience I lose things I actually like so it's revisiting like do I actually like that music do I actually like that food is that actually my opinion or is that theirs or well maybe I'll share it with them and sometimes you will find you may share interests or you know You may have learned some good habits from your parent who you were enmeshed with, even if they didn't walk the talk, basically. So say your parent was like, these are how your mother should be, but they didn't live in that kind of way and they made you act a certain way. But if you've grown up and then you look and you think, you know what, I'm glad that was instilled in me. The mind that's trying to free itself from all of the trauma and all of the triggering will say, no, that's not even your belief. But then deep within, you'll know, but I actually like that. You have to make peace with going back and saying, yeah, that's for me. I like that on my own accord, not because they forced me to, but because that resonates with me. And I actually live it and I actually walk it and I like it. And then honour that and keep it pushing. Um, So it's the whole enmeshment dynamic is such a very tricky and very complicated thing, which is why I push the information out there so that people can see that it is abuse so that if they choose to see it for what it really is they don't feel like ashamed or crazy because coming from a lot of dynamics especially people coming from you know my culture to speak about what your parents have done it's like don't say that keep it in the house it's no one's business and it can make you feel imprisoned but it's true like if it's true it's true and I remember I think it was Elizabeth Olsen said I was watching something and she said if you want your story to be shown in a good light um then make sure that the character that you play in my story is in a good light because I'm not gonna embellish anything I'm just gonna tell the truth and so if you treated me you abused me whatever then that's gonna be in the truth of the story I'm not gonna make it any more than what it is so how you want to be seen in my story is how you should show up when you're in my story and that's it our parents can make mistakes but should we hide their mistakes at the expense of our own experience no we shouldn't and they shouldn't want us to and so when I'm watching this I love a mama's boy and seeing how much the mothers just want their sons to shh you know deal with what they're doing not say anything, not talk back, when they try and have an opinion of their own, their mother's like, that's not your opinion, like, watching it as someone who's been enmeshed with a parent, I'm able to feel myself in the sons, and feel like that experience of like, watching your dreams being shut down, watching the words being taken out of your mouth, and turned around, and your experience be denied, 
but then I can also see where I could have ended up if I continued that and I got into romantic relationships with people I never would have been able to actually let someone truly love me and be in a healthy relationship with me because I would have always been so used to unhealthiness and toxicity that I would have been uncomfortable with peace if that makes sense like I was so much more comfortable in the toxicity chasing trying to meet a need that was just not there being on like someone's yo-yo being abused I was so used to that now outside of it I could never ever 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 go back but when you are in it 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 feels like that is the only way and when it's your parent you feel like they know best they want best for me and the truth is everyone's parent doesn't want best for us. Sometimes they want what's best for themselves. It has nothing to do with us at all. And it's a sad reality to face, but it's one we must face. If it's our truth, it's our truth. And unless we face our truth, we will never be able to actually walk in our truth and live out, you know, our true desires and things like that. So I feel like I've just been like on a tangent of like, yeah. I don't know, maybe that just needed to come out because I can't even remember what I've said. That's how I know sometimes when energy is just moving through me, um, it does what it needs to do. But I hope um, that little, like, I love a mama's boy part makes you want to watch it because watch it is is very interesting to watch. And two, if you watch the show Smothered on TLC, let me know. I haven't watched that one, but I've seeing that it is about like mums that are smothering their children but I've seen more daughters on that one so I'm definitely going to check it out to see what that dynamic is my dynamic with my mum was not enmeshment mine was with my dad so um I need to look more into see if there's anything like that but there probably isn't because when it comes to father-daughter enmeshment it is never ever 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 highlighted and spoken about and one thing that's important is we should know both because a lot of the times if your father is enmeshing himself with you he has an unhealthy dynamic with his mom whether she's his enabler whether she's been his covert incest parent etc so that it is important to understand where that came from but also we deserve to you know be seen but they don't want to see us because women it's always been that way daughters are seen as irrelevant but I have so many things coming for us daughters I'm excited about so stay tuned and I will be okay Alice I will be speaking more about father-daughter dynamics daddy issues how the enmeshment and covert incest affects us and things like that if you have any questions about that email me if you have a story about that and would like to be on an episode and share your story and where you are also email me because I would be more than happy to have you join me on here um but yeah that's that so we're gonna get into responding to two emails I haven't really read them in depth because I want it to be like honest and straight to the point but I decided I'm going to do two to not keep you forever but yeah let's get into it okay so I'm going to answer these anonymously I will always answer them anonymously so if you are interested in reaching out please know it's anonymous if you want to email and reach out about something but maybe I know you personally or anything like that send it from someone else's email address get them to send it for you um but yeah they're going to be anonymous so the first one says hello I have enjoyed your podcast very much oh thank you I'm currently going through a breakup with his man largely due to his mother's involvement in the relationship I feel like a third wheel in my own relationship and now I feel like they are continuing the relationship while I am alone 
Is there any hope for them to work things out? Is there anything I can do or is it time to move on? Thank you. Oh, my heart. Okay, firstly, I want to say a huge thank you so much for listening to the podcast and enjoying them. I'm so glad that you like them. Secondly, I want to say when it comes to feeling like a third wheel in your own relationship, you should never be put in a position to feel that way. And so that is already an indication that you need at least space. As you said, you're going through a breakup. So I would hope that you are, you have some space between you. However, what you've said here about feeling like they're continuing the relationship while you're alone, is there any hope to work things out? I want to say there's always hope in things. However, hope isn't what we're supposed to hold on to. You can't sit around and just wait for hope because then you miss out on actually being able to live your life. What is for you won't miss you. So even if you decide I'm going to go move forward and start living my life, if you're meant to be with that person, then they will grow to the point that you've grown to and meet you somewhere else in your journey. I would definitely not advise you to sit and wait for them but I would also say in terms of that if there's anything that you can do the best thing that you can do in this moment is actually to pull back from contact pull back from seeing them um I don't know if you have them on social media or how you're able to know that they are still continuing their dynamic without you but I would say pull yourself back from them whether you need to block or remove them off your social media if that's what it is and to figure out what it is that you actually want to do with your life in this moment now. What are your interests? Like when you're in a relationship with someone who's enmeshed with their mom, you play this chasing game where you're constantly trying to meet their needs and trying to be seen by them whilst their focus is on their mom. So it affirms this notion that you are not enough, which isn't actually true. You are more than enough. So take this time out now, think of this as like an emotional holiday, take this time to sit with yourself and think what are the things that I want to do, do you have a bucket list, you know, is there something you want to tick off and just start focusing on doing some things for yourself and some self-care. In terms of their dynamic and your ex-partner's dynamic with his mom or just him in general, As much as you may love him and have had a relationship with him and want the best for him, the best thing that you can do for him is actually leave him to come to this awareness on his own. He should seek therapy, honestly, to be able to understand the unhealthiness of his dynamic with his mother. But you can't be the one to force him into doing that or push him into doing that because Because it's such an emotional experience and it's very hard to face that the person who was supposed to nurture you actually is your first abuser. When facing that, he could actually punish you more for pushing him to face that and think you're the enemy against him and his mom, and you don't want the best for him because it hurts so much while he's facing it so it's best that he actually goes out and does it on his own now by all means you can say like look this relationship it didn't work out because of the relationship with your mom it's very unhealthy for me and it's not fair if you want to go and work through the enmeshment with your mom and then see where you're at and where I am at after that Maybe if you want to, you could leave that door open if you want to. But even that, that is like offering an extension of your heart to him to kind of 
you know, put out the option that you can go and work on those wounds and maybe you'll become the man that you always deserve to be able to be for whether it's for me, if you use me again in the future or whether it's for someone else. But that's all you can do. You can't make him go there. You can't fix it for him because you didn't cause this wound. A lot of time it is the woman in the relationship with the man who tries to fix the wound, but it's actually the son who has to address it himself and the mother should be the one offering that healing to him by saying son I was abusive this isn't healthy actually you're not able to live your life because you're tending to me go and fly free you can't do that for him because you're not his mom so I will take this time to go and focus on yourself figure out what it is that you like all of the things you were trying to do to meet his needs all the energy you were putting in that energy now you can actually put into yourself and you'll actually see how valuable it is because when you're chasing someone who is enmeshed with their mother and you're trying to give them all of your energy, it might feel like it's not enough because they're not receiving it. But it's not that it's not enough. They can't receive it because their way that their life has been set up for them, all they know is to meet their parents' needs. They don't even really know what their own needs are to truly meet them. So sometimes they may do things that, you know, may have habits or different kind of personality traits that they say, this is me, I'm never going to change. But really, they don't know why they're doing it because they don't know how to really meet their needs or what their needs are. So they can't see your value the way that it's supposed to be seen. Whereas when you turn around and start to put that energy into yourself and just watch how you start to be happier, you may be more outgoing than you think you are. You may realise that you're not as alone as you feel that you are and you can build relationships. You might feel more spontaneous and do different kind of things. You have it all within you. You have so much to give that even just the fact that you've emailed this, still thinking like, is there anything I could do? Is there hope for their relationship? I can just feel your heart. And if you give that to yourself, you will be able to feel just how worthy you are. And that in itself will remind you that you don't have to chase after someone who is in a dynamic with their parent that they're going to prioritise over you. In fact, there is going to be someone who if they're not emancipated from their parent already, would emancipate themselves at the sight of your existence. Take some time for yourself. Now, this is time for you. It's not for you to try and fix the dynamic between him and his mom. It's for him to see it for himself and to decide to walk that path of healing. If he doesn't do it, then it doesn't mean that love has to be lost, but love also looks like releasing someone. The same way if his mom actually released him, that would be the most loving thing she could do. For you to release him is also the most loving thing you can do and give him that space to figure things out on his own and give yourself the space also to actually redecide what you want out of life. And in terms of dating, Make a list of your non-negotiables. Like, what is it in a relationship that's non-negotiable for you now after being in this dynamic? Do you want to be seen? Do you want to be included? What kind of dynamic do you want the partner to have with their mum? You've had this experience now, so you're going to want something different. So focus on all the things that you want and rewrite that and reframe that so that can remind you if he does try and contact you again but still has that relationship with your mom you can remind yourself this isn't what I want maybe I thought I wanted it because it came with him and I thought he was for me 
but when you realise that there's so much more out there that is for you, even the person you may have thought you wanted so much, they become someone that actually you just don't want them anymore. So yeah, I hope that helps. If there's any further questions, feel free to email me and we can go back and forth in emails. But I thought I would just answer that email here. Okay, now second email. This one's a little bit longer. Um, Let's see. Hey, I'm new to the podcast, but I love it so far. Thank you. I have a dilemma about my ex who is a big mommy's boy. We dated for a few years a while ago. He was basically a narcissist, very emotionally abusive. He would throw a tantrum if I didn't give him something that his mum usually would. The times they fell out were the worst because then the tantrums I got were frightening. I left a few years ago but now he's back and I don't know what to do. Life has been great without him but sometimes I feel bad that I left him because he always said he had no one but me and his mum. He says he no longer relies on his mum and has been healing since I left. He's very apologetic but I don't believe him. He keeps trying to reminisce but I'm not ready for that. He has done this time and time again only this time he hasn't thrown a tantrum. Usually he would throw a tantrum almost immediately. So maybe he has grown and I'm judging him. But I can't shake this feeling of not trusting him. Also, he says he hasn't been to therapy because he realised he didn't need it and that his mum was his issue. I read somewhere that narcissists need to be in therapy to heal. What do you think I should do? Hmm. Okay, although this was longer, I feel like my answer's probably going to be shorter because the first thing that comes to mind is as soon as you said that um, he's very apologetic but I don't believe him and then the other part but I can't shake this feeling of not trusting him trust your gut absolutely trust your gut if there is someone who makes you feel that way protect your energy from them if the energy changes at some point in the future in life and that's one thing But in this situation, you've also mentioned that he was basically a narcissist, very emotionally abusive. You don't take back someone that was emotionally abusive. I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to tell you to do that. That would never be my advice. Um, He was very emotionally abusive. And what it looks like from this is you don't trust him for a reason. Now, You say that he's done this time and time again, only he hasn't thrown a tantrum. I would be interested to know then, if you say you left a few years ago, but now he's back um, and he's done this time and time again, was this time the longest time that you've been away from him out of those other times? Because then that would be indicative of why he's trying to change how he responds now. But just because someone isn't throwing attention directly to you doesn't mean they're not throwing attention still. If these conversations are via messages, for example, he could be kicking and screaming behind the phone. If these conversations are on the phone, after the phone call, he could be throwing things like... I don't know how he acts in terms of physically. If he was emotionally abusive, I don't know if he's got, if he's physically one to, you know, get angry, punch doors and things like that. But a narcissist, they're very, 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 very good at playing games. They're very, very, very good at matching energy to get what they want. So they know how to pretend. For all you know, he could have been sitting watching you for a while seeing how you've changed and thinking oh I'm gonna take my time now because she's in a different space 
and then I'm gonna worm my way back in I said I've been healing have you been posting your healing journey because this is one thing I'll say and I've seen this happen to many people they share their healing journey they share what they're looking for they share all of these things and no one's saying don't share them you can share what you want but there are people who will see those things and plot on you for those very things and especially if it's an abusive ex and you said he's a narcissist he's probably been paying attention and so he's probably seeing the things now that you're into and seeing you healing and seeing you happy so he's trying to pretend that he's also been doing the same thing but one thing that really stood out to me another thing actually a lot of things stood out to me when you said that he hasn't been to therapy because he realized he didn't need it and that his mum was his issue one I can't see accountability in this email that you sent to me you said that he's apologetic and you say he hasn't been to therapy but his mum's the issue I don't see him taking accountability now of course this is just one email so he could have taken accountability at some point but it doesn't feel to me that he's done anything to actually meet the needs that you need to be met so in my honest opinion I wouldn't even let him have contact with me at all I would block him. I would block every narcissist that's been in my life. Um, I would block every person that's been emotionally abusive. I would block him and I would leave him to not have therapy on his own accord. So there is, um, what's his name on YouTube? Mental Illness, I think his name is on YouTube. His name's Lee Hammock and he is a diagnosed narcissist. He has a YouTube channel where he posts videos explaining things that narcissists do from the point of a narcissist. He is in therapy himself. I recall him in one of his videos, I can't remember which one because he has so many, um, but I'm sure he probably says this time and time again, that if someone is a narcissist and they aren't in therapy, then they're not doing the work because you have to stay in therapy as a narcissist because you don't see things the way other people do so in order to basically constantly be checked on the energy you're putting out and how you're showing up in this world you have to be in therapy and you have to be working on it and he himself the Lee Hammock he is in therapy and he is a narcissist and he shares the inside scoop of what's going on so if you want to check him out check him out because he's um, page I've given it to so many friends so many people his page just understanding um actually yeah I recommend go and check that out even the things that you're saying about him and his energy the YouTube channel he speaks about the way that the mind games are played and how they prey on you so I would say definitely go and check out Lee Hammett's page I think it's called Mental Illness and he's got a plethora of videos about narcissists I would check that out but my advice to you is no, don't take him back. What you, what do I think you should do? I think you should block him. I think you should never talk to him ever again. I think release him. Forgive him if you haven't already. Forgive him for not being able to show up in your life in a healthy way and release him. Let him go. You deserve absolutely more than this. You should not be. If you've left him years ago and life has been great without him, you should not now be sitting here confused, worrying about if you're judging him and what you should do um, about someone who has absolutely abused you and treated you so awfully before. No, 
You shouldn't. You deserve more than that. There's so much more in this world for you. And the fact that you said life has been great without him. Remember that. Remind yourself of that. Remember that life has been great without him. Which means life with him wasn't so great. So you know what to do. Do you want a great life or do you want a not so great life? And if you dare say a not so great life is okay, email me again, sis. Email me again because that's not for you. That's not an option. It's not an option to take him back. So leave it alone and keep pushing. I think there's one thing I saw on Twitter. There was a tweet actually where someone was asking, um, let me get it up. Someone was asking, I really, really, really don't like to quote things without them being verbatim if I have. Okay, so there was a tweet from Gaelect on Twitter that said, have any of you been in a relationship with or married to a narcissist? What gave you the strength to leave? How did you find the courage to leave? What would you say to someone that wants to leave their narcissistic partner but fears that they won't be better off without them? And I'm going to just share what I responded to this. So you get a little bit of my story because I definitely have dealt with narcissistic abuse. So I said, and this is very true, I had to swear on a loved one's grave that I would never go back because I knew it was the only thing that would make me pause long enough to remember why I left when he found me. Staying with a narcissist is slow suicide. It kills you from the inside out. If there is any part of your heart or soul that has even 1% of a dream left, you have to leave. There is no perfect way and after all the strength you spent staying alive in that relationship, what you need now is not strength, it is rest and you will never rest with them in your life. Be patient with yourself, exhaust every resource you can and hold on to God. Narcissists project all their pain onto victims, so for a while it may seem like you are losing yourself. You're not. You're losing attachment to them, and slowly but surely you will breathe again. And so that is what I will say. When leaving a dynamic and walking forward from a narcissist or a mother enmeshed man or someone who just shortchanged you in a relationship, Slowly but surely, you'll breathe again. Just keep moving forward. Don't look back. There's nothing for you there. Yeah. And now my left eye is twitching. That's always confirmation to me that I said something I was supposed to say. Um, But yeah, I hope this episode anyway, you know, it started off, in my opinion, um, fun talking about reality TV, but ultimately it's a real, it's a real thing, it's a real important topic, I will always talk about enmeshment, covert incest, different things like that, if you have any questions, if you have any dilemmas about anything that I speak about on my podcast, or anything that I haven't spoken about, send it over to me, and yeah, that's it really, I think for this week's episode, I am going to rest, because I've told myself I'm going to rest, I know my, I'm, itching to do something else but I'll say that this is my service for today and so I'm gonna take it easy. Let me know what kind of episodes you want to hear from me because clearly we're not stopping at 30, we're gonna keep going so if there's any requests send them over. If you've sent over a request I will get it done 
and yeah stay tuned because next week we're going to be speaking about friendship and ironically I actually received a message from someone asking me my thoughts on friendship from one of my very very old blogs so we're going to get into that as well in the episode so thank you guys for being here with me again I know this week's bonus episode was way longer than the other bonus episodes but I feel like it was worth it I appreciate all of you. I love you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and I'll be back with another episode next time. Thank you for joining me for an episode of My Sacred Return, the podcast. I hope this space made you feel comfortable and that you'll return next week. If you feel called to, please subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. You can keep up with me on Instagram at MySacredReturn and the rest of my social media links will be in the description box. See you next time, Sacred Souls.